Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, well, well. What can we say? What a year this has been. A memorable year, but for all of the wrong reasons, right? Uh, I know all of us, uh, when we were in 2019 or 2018, we had in our minds that, that really good joke, you know, about how in 2020, we would have 2020 vision. We would be able to, to see clearly, and now all we want to do is close our eyes, make it all go away. 2020 is the year that when you bought a planner and you had all of these hopes and aspirations, February and March come along, and that daily planner had almost no use. 2020 is the year when that snide statement that we sometimes say, I wouldn't touch him with a 20-foot pole, that's a pretty good recommendation to get by this year. It's a year when many of us uh, are amazed at what has happened. Women were just amazed because this year was the year that changed everything. Something happened that they could never do on their own. This year caused sports to get shut down. Their, their men have to stay home. The bars are closed. This was a miraculous year. But of course, there was a lot of bad things about this year. It, not just the COVID stuff, but everything that sort of went along with that, all of the tensions that were caused by people uh, not knowing what they would do from day to day, of people not knowing what this disease would be like, of not knowing when it would end, of jobs getting shut down, careers ending, of it becoming harder and harder to make ends meet, of parents having a difficult time with their kids because they couldn't send their kids to school, but they had to try learning from home. It was a year filled with challenges unforeseen, and many things Many things were taken away from us. If you didn't have a birthday in January or managed to get one in February, your birthday this year probably wasn't that much fun. Probably wasn't a great celebration. Or if it wasn't a birthday, maybe it was an anniversary. Maybe it was a wedding that either didn't happen or got postponed or happened, but was nowhere near the time of joy and the time of celebration that you planned. There are also the losses, not just of those economic things that I alluded to earlier, but the losses of friends and family. People who may not have died of COVID, but they died, and it was during a time of separation. A time when you weren't able to have that normal contact with them that you would have loved to have had, that you promised that you would have, that you would always be there for that person, but you weren't able to. And then there was the whole process of 
what do you do after that person died? Of funerals that didn't happen, or again, got delayed, or they did happen, but you weren't able to have all of your family, your friends, the, the normal comfort of that time, to, to be able to think about all of the good times, to recall all of the memories that you have with that person, and all of those things were cut short. And there's the social issues. We, we had an election, did you know that? I, that was pretty divisive, is divisive. I mean, this year just, it kept on hitting. It didn't run out until finally we are here at the last day of the year. And we're gonna throw a party. We're so excited. Except we don't know that it'll change. We don't know that 2021 is going to be all that different. And that makes this year's New Year's Eve a challenge. What, what do you celebrate? What do you do? What do you remember? What do you give thanks for? What do you look forward to? Is it time to buy a 2021 planner or should we put that off for another year? None of us know. Psalm 90 that we read earlier, it's a psalm of Moses. Uh, That's not really in the introduction, but if you go home and look at your Bibles, you'll see it's part of the introduction to it. It's a psalm of Moses, which is interesting uh, when you think about what it's talking about. It's talking about how the Lord is present, how the Lord sees everything, and how time to the Lord is a very different thing than it is to all of us. We get stuck in this season of time, and it can seem like it's never-ending, but to the Lord, it's just a blink of an eye. It's like nothing. Moses talks about learning how to number our days aright. And when Moses does that, I think it's more than simply thinking about the days of our lives. It's thinking about some of the stuff that he begins that psalm with, that the Lord is our dwelling place, that he is the Lord of all time and eternity, that he is the one who is in control of all things. And when we understand that, that that changes things a little bit. As we look back over 2020 and we think about the lows and then the other lows, we are frustrated by it. We feel let down by it. We feel grieved by it. Because we think about all of the negative ways that it affected us, and it has affected us in a lot of negative ways. But I think in Psalm 90, as Moses says, teach us to number our days aright, He's asking us to think about our lives from a different perspective. Maybe not to think so much about our lives and what's going on from our perspective, because maybe our perspective isn't always the best perspective to see things. Because remember, this is Moses writing these things. Moses, the one who delivered the Israelites out of Egypt the Israelites who had been in Egypt as slaves for over 400 years. Guys, we've had nine crappy months. 400 years of slavery. That's what the Israelites were dealing with. 
And though some of them were about to lose faith, some of them wondered if God heard their cries, heard their prayers as the temperature kept turning up and up and up. Moses knew from his own experience that God did not forget his people, that God did not forget his promises, and that God delivered those people that he delivered them out of slavery, that he delivered them out of the land of Egypt and brought them through the Red Sea, brought them through the wilderness to Mount Sinai. He made a covenant with them. He promised to be with them. All they had to do was to listen to him. All they had to do was to follow the Lord's commands. But before the ink was even dry on the covenant that God made with his people, they had broken the first words out of the Lord's mouth. They had broken the first commandment by worshiping that golden calf that they made for themselves. Those people that that were in doubt, has the Lord forgotten us? They were the people who were so quick to forget the Lord. And God did go with them. There's a lot more to that story if you want to go back to Exodus. But uh, God brought them to the wilderness to eventually lead them to that promised land. He showed them the promised land. Here's what it's like. And the spies, they saw that the promised land was a wonderful land, but oh yeah, there are people already living there and they're pretty strong and I don't think they're just going to leave their land So it looks like the Lord has once again led us to our certain death. They forgot the Lord. They forgot his promises, that he promised to do it, and they didn't think it would happen. And so those people, that generation, they didn't go to the promised land. Moses, the one who led them, he also would not go to the promised land. See, when Moses talks about the Lord's anger and his indignation, he knows well of which he speaks. He's seen it. He's argued against it on behalf of the people, but he's also faced it himself. He knows that he is not a faithful person. Granted, he has faith, but is he 100% faithful? No. And so as Moses thinks about his times, as he thinks about his years, as he thinks during those 40 years of wandering, as they approach the promised land, and as Moses is going to be given that glimpse into the promised land, even though he is not to enter into it, Moses talks about numbering our days, doing it rightly, thinking about what's really important. And for Moses, what's really important was to get that new perspective in his life. It isn't just about him. It's about the Lord. It's about his promises. It's about what the Lord will do. The Lord's presence with them, always providing for them. Again, we live in very comfortable places We have homes that we go to. We are pretty well fed. The Israelites, they knew a time when they were in the wilderness, when the Lord still provided for them, but it was one day at a time because the Lord was teaching them. 
teaching them to trust him always, teaching them to depend on him. See, this hasn't been a good year, not for most of us. But if we listen to Moses' words, if we listen to God, if we think about our own perspectives, maybe that changes things. I know there are many people that say, hey, this, this would all be different if, if we just all, if we were faithful to God. You know, if we all just got back to church and if we did the things that we're supposed to do, and trust me, as a pastor, I want all of those things to happen. I'm not trying to poo-poo that message at all. But the truth is, even if that happened, who would I be looking at as I preach this message? Sinners, right? Oh, to be sure, we are faithful people. We are here to hear God's word and to receive his gifts. But we know deep down inside, we are sinners. We are people who fall short each and every day. And so we aren't going to like magically turn this world around by our faithfulness. That's not how we number our days aright. Instead, we look to God and we look to his promises. And when we look to the Lord's promises, he doesn't promise that everything will go perfectly. He doesn't promise us that there will never be pandemics, that there will never be misfortunes that come, that there will never be lives that are lost or jobs that are lost. It's not part of his promises, guys. See, sometimes we set ourselves up by our expectations for the ruin that happens. We want to be optimistic. We want the next year to be better than the last. But if we reorient our view, we would see that other generations have gone through other really bad periods of time. I know at the beginning of this pandemic, I saw this uh, thing about, imagine being born in the early 1900s. You sort of come to uh, that early age of adulthood during the time of the roaring 20s and like you have to be filled with such optimism. The world is so awesome and great. You, you, you've got that World War I thing behind you and we can all live together in peace and harmony because that was the war to end all wars. There aren't gonna be any more like that, right? And then the 30s come and things start to fall apart. That facade that is there, you know, it was just being held up by toothpicks. And then a world war breaks out again. And this one, just as devastating, maybe as more devastating as the last. And those are your early experiences in life. Again, we've seen a lot of good days a lot of good years. 2020, probably not one of the best ones. 2021, we don't know. But does that matter? See, we are trying to look at our years through our lens, through our perspective. Our Lord gives us a different way to think about it. Our Lord blessed us with this guy who lived a long time ago. His name is Dionysius Exegus or you can call him Dennis the Dwarf. Well, maybe not. Call him Dennis the Short. That's probably more politically correct. Uh, he lived about 500 AD. 
Up until then, people thought of their days through the normal way that everybody in their time thought about them. They lived a certain number of years from the founding of Rome. That's how they knew what time it was. That's how they knew when the year was. They could also break it down to, uh, it was the year, uh, so many years from the founding of Rome when so-and-so were consuls of the Roman Empire. You, you get the point. They, they numbered all of their days by that political power that really no longer was. But our man Dennis, he didn't like that. He said, that's not right especially because he knew that the Roman Empire was also responsible for some of the persecution against Christians. Why would we continue to remember that evil? And so our man Dennis, he reconfigured the calendar, the way that we count off the years, the way that we number things. It's our man Dennis that we have to thank for the fact that this is the year A.D. 2020. Anno Domini, Latin for the year of our Lord. See, Dennis thought the best way to think about our years is not by looking at the worlds around us, the empires that existed, but instead, all of our years are in the Lord's hands. And when has our world changed to a definitive degree? Well, it changed when our Lord came into this world of sin and death. And so Dennis reconfigured all of that. And it's thanks to him that we count off our years the way we do. And there's wisdom in that. Because if you think about this year of 2020 as the year of COVID, of the year of political unrest, the, the year of the terrible election, you're thinking about this year the wrong way. Lord, teach us to number our years aright. This is the year of our Lord, 2020. The important thing about that, it's the year of our Lord. The year of our Lord, the year 2020. Now, Dennis didn't exactly get the math right. You could forgive him. They didn't have calculators back then. But the point is that some 2020 years ago, Jesus did enter into our world to give us hope, to give us a future. We have that promise of eternal life, the blessings of forgiveness, the blessing of his presence, the blessing of his return. See, the Lord doesn't promise us that every year is going to get better and better and better. In fact, Jesus talks about the opposite. He says, there will be a time when it will be so bad, we will be crying out, Lord, make it stop. Make the years come to an end. And there will be a time when that happens. For us, that's a time of celebration, a time when the kingdom, the kingdom that our Lord brought will continue forever and ever and ever. It'll be a time when there is no more death, when there is no more COVID, when there is no more heartbreak. It will be a time when there will be no more room for pessimism. We can all be optimists because in the Lord's kingdom, there will be no heartache or heartbreak. 
And so as we close one year, teach us to number our days aright. There are many things we didn't like about this year, but our Lord has still blessed us because the years are in his hands and he can't help but blessing his children. Doesn't mean everything's gonna be perfect, but just think about it. In this year, the Lord blessed us with that gift of realizing how important community really is, of realizing how important those interactions that we have on a daily basis really are to our lives, that man was not made to be alone. In the year 2020, the Lord helped us realize the gift of prayer. We had that chance to do that Bible study in the fall together as a congregation, and I heard a lot of positive things about that, that, that it helped people rethink about their prayer life, to, to start a new habit, to get back on the horse, to remember how God's word plays an important part in all of that. 2020 was a year when we were able to partner with a community organization so that in our building next door, that when the cold hit, when the winter hit, there would be a place for people who are not as fortunate as you and me to be warm, to be taken care of, to be loved, to sleep at night and not have any worries or concerns. That's a blessing. That's a gift. And if you look harder, you can probably find more of those throughout the year. May not be easy, but don't look at it through your own eyes. Lord, teach us to number our days aright. Look for the gifts that he has given. Nobody wants the gift of patience. Nobody wants the gift of perseverance. But maybe the Lord is building that in all of us. We don't know what 21 will bring. Might be harder. Might be easier. Doesn't matter. It's the year of our Lord. You're in his hands always. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in that Christ Jesus, who is our Lord and risen Savior. Amen.